Welcome to this week's EG Like Sunday Morning, in which I am joined by two members of our crack news team uh, to round up the latest real estate headlines. Resi reporter Akanksha Sonny and senior writer Piers Wayne. I always love describing you as senior writer, Piers. Uh, how are you both doing this week? Good, I'm you? feeling very senior. <laughs> you, have you, how, uh, roughly how many senior moments do you, do you have a, a week at the moment, Piers? Oh, it's at least daily, but you know, I might be having more, but I forget. <laughs> I had a, I had a truly senior moment the other day, not not in a kind of a, a memory lapse thing, um, but just realizing how old I am and what I am and am not capable of. Um, my uh, my eldest daughter is really into skateboarding, oh, so I decided to take her to a skate park, and we had an awful lot of fun until <laughs> I decided that I'd try a drop in. Okay. Um, and it turns out there are certain things that I cannot do. <laughs> And that's one of them. Um, and I, I hurt everywhere. I still hurt. <laughs> that was on Monday. Uh, are you are you black and blue? I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got a really interesting sort of stripe of bruise all the way up my way back. Oh, apologies to those of you at home that, that, that this is a podcast and you weren't just treated to the sight of Piers's bruised back like uh, like the rest of us were. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not really. Um, okay, so let's return from from Piers's uh, misfortunes uh, to uh, the, the news of the week. Uh, and Akanksha, I'll start with you, uh, since you held the front page uh, this week with a whopping eight hundred million pound story. So, uh, what what is going on with Inland Homes? So, Inland Homes is looking for BTR institutional investors or registered providers partners um, for three schemes of theirs across the UK which are pretty much in and around London, really. Um, there's Hillingdon, Hounslow and Chess Hunt. Mm-hmm. So um, the company is actually currently going through a strategic review because the Hillingdon scheme that they're looking for a partner for, that they received planning permission a couple of weeks ago now, um, they were supposed to receive it like when they, like last year, they submitted it three years ago. And when I spoke to Stephen Wicks, their co-founder, and a former chief executive, he said one day he's going to write a book about this scheme because <laughs> it was just hell to get it through the planning system. Uh, the company actually made a loss last year because um, they were supposed to have this scheme in hand. And mm. now um, they have this scheme, which is a 200 million GDB scheme with 514 homes. Um, they're looking for a partner for its registered um, for its affordable housing segment, as well as a BTR partner um, to go into it with them, as well as a 600 million GDV scheme in Cavalry Barracks, Hounslow, which is a 1500 home scheme, as well as a huge commercial uh, space as well. And they already are working on a scheme in Chesnant, which was the former Tesco's headquarters. So it's mm-hmm. 1,700 homes, um, but out of which there are 800 homes left. Um, so they're looking for a social housing provider for that as well, as well as BTR developer. Um, overall, these schemes have a GDV of 800 million. So yeah, a lot of potential there. If anyone wants to invest with them, they really need it. Uh, yeah, so and if all those presumably schemes come to fruition, then their figures will look a, a little bit better next year. A little bit better, but they have the results of the strategic review coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So exciting times. I'm sure that will make uh, interesting reading and you'll be you'll be yes. digging into those for us, no doubt, I can't you? Absolutely. Good. 
and uh, meanwhile, Piers, um, there's no place like home reet, yes. uh, which, which sounds like something a Yorkshire person might say. But what's uh, what's going on with the, the beleaguered reet? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it seemed that up until up until when was it? The tipping point was probably October last year. Up until then, while there were a few people muttering about, you know, was the the, the structure of the business right? Was it, you know, the best way, the best fix that it could possibly be? Mostly it was positive news stories. You know, this is a REIT that was set up um, with wildly oversubscribed equity raises. It had a, a, you know, really positive IPO right at the beginning. Um, it just sucked in loads of money to invest in housing for, for homelessness. And it was doing really well until this this change in November. Viceroy Research came out with their um, damning report. I mean, they're short sellers, so they're going to make a damning report. That's expected. But they appeared to actually touch some pretty live wires. They seemed to get the nerve quite accurately. Uh, the response from Home Reek was not as um, as uh, convincing, shall we say, uh, than investors wanted. And since then, it has just gone downhill. And anybody who was watching their share price until their shares were suspended earlier this year at 38p will have seen that it's, I mean, it's a it's a classic, uh, like something that Wiley and Coyote would slide down. And it's, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's sad, really. Now we've got to the point where um, the the report that Homery have internally done, um, they got Simpact Group to have a look at, at what was going on. Um, that report has concluded, and this is a quote, um, that there's a, a serious deterioration in rent collections for the quarters of November 2022 and identified serious challenges in rent collection for, for December um, 22 and January 23. Um, Serious deterioration. Yeah, it's down to 23%. So less than a quarter of rents without a quarter have been collected. Of a rent roll, a quarterly rent roll of 14.8 million, they managed to bring in 3.4 million. Now, seeing as Viceroy, the whole thing that they were saying was this is not supportable. There are fundamental problems with the rent they're saying they're going to get in and the rent they're going to get in. It goes right to the heart of that. The other thing that this goes to the heart of is why, which is that the, the there are issues between the tenants that they've got and the vendors um, over the prices that were paid and whether they were given, the tenants were given the extra money, the premium paid to them by home to improve the buildings, to um, to do all the work they needed to get them simply up to scratch. They're saying they haven't got that money, that there isn't that money. Um, this Simpact report is saying that, that there's like a twenty million pound black hole for these reports, and that there's no money there. They've spent it all. All of those positive news stories up until November, they were all about you know spending the money, building up the portfolio. They built up this billion pound portfolio of homes all over the place, thousands and thousands of homes, but there isn't the money to make the repairs. The problem as well is is that with this this gulf widening between the, the the with the rents that that aren't being collected, it's just causing more and more pressure for this this REIT that is already under scrutiny. Its results for last year are are late. I mean, they're so late. That's why the shares have been voluntarily suspended. Um, 
they were meant to be there in November, uh, published in November. They're still not happening. I, I was having a conversation um, where there is no time scale now for when those are going to be published. That's really worrying. I mean, this is a worrying situation. And into all of that, you have uh, this uh, investor, Blue Star, saying, well, we'll buy you then. And that's that's kind of where we are. They have an unsolicited offer from Blue Star Group um, saying that they will buy the business. And just to give you an indication of where they're at and how they're feeling, the response is, yeah, we're looking at that. We're looking at that offer really seriously. Mm. So, yeah, um, I, I think if anybody wants to go back to the happier days of Home Reach, then the the interview that uh, Tim did in November 2020, so a month after the IPO, um, he spoke to the the two guys that set it up, um, Alvarium, Alvarium. I can never pronounce those guys correctly. Um, and uh, yeah, that was it. Was glorious. It was so hopeful, and now it's just come crashing down. I mean, interestingly, now the the last links between Alvarium and Homeread have just been completely severed. The, um, the the investment manager, which was Alvarium Home Reit Advisors, you know, in that traditional way, they've been given a promissory note by Alvarium to buy themselves out. I mean, they've basically been handed a check and told buy the business and go away. Um, the the other thing is that that right now um, on Monday, I think it was uh, Alvarium Securities, which was uh, selling their shares you know in charge of that side of the things um they've also just completely cut links so it's it's all pretty desperate really what's that tell and i know i know as we speak you're you're in the middle of a, a deep dive into into what went wrong uh, so I it, am, it sounds I like am. it sounds like you've got a pretty good handle on it uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because it's just i mean Seeing what went wrong, that's pretty clear. How it went wrong and how it went so wrong so quickly is really kind of, I mean, baffling and troubling. So I'll I'll do my best. And I imagine you you had similar thoughts at the skate park with your daughter the I other did, day. It was it was fairly similar actually. When I, I was thinking of that precipitous uh, Wiley Coyote image <laughs> yeah. for the share price, that was that yeah, was basically right. what happened to me. Um, and and uh, <laughs> before your head hit the floor, your thoughts went. I know what went wrong. But I'm not sure how it went wrong or why it went wrong. Now, if, if anybody is listening and thinking, hmm, Sunday afternoon, this might be a good chance to go skateboarding with my kids. Um, if you're going to try a drop in, you really do have to slap the front of the board down, really commit to it. Any any sort of half heartedness, you will end up on your ass. There you go. Uh, we are the source of real skate intelligence. Uh, here I also, on ET I, I like Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I read about some nice things this week as well. I've got a feature in the middle of the mag. That's that's a, a nice piece. That's all positive. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll come to that in a minute. But whilst we were talking <laughs> talking REITs, uh, Piers, uh, I did yes. not note this week that, that Tim uh, had been writing about analysts at uh, Stifle Bank who have been warning uh, REIT bosses not to channel their inner King Canute. Uh, and to try to hold back the tide as the market resets. And so, first of all, if you could, I, I don't know whether you could sort of do your best Tim Burke impression and and sort of relate to us what what their advice is. And then I thought maybe uh, because I know you're uh, you know a little bit of a historian, 
and I imagine that it might rankle. You just, is that another you? ageist thing, Jess? Are you just <laughs> you know, going as, about my age again? As, as senior writer, it comes with a certain, de- a certain degree of responsibility. <laughs> you were responsibility. around when Canute was around, weren't you? <laughs> you um, so I, I imagine it might rankle with you a little bit when people <laughs> invoke poor old King Canute in this way. So after you've summed up what the what the advice is, the sensible advice is for, for REIT bosses, uh, I, I wondered whether Professor Wayner could maybe remind <laughs> us all uh, what legend tells us the good king was actually trying to do, well, uh, which yeah, has been misrepresented, cruelly misrepresented by the media uh, in the century it has, since. It's fake news, isn't it? It is I fake mean, news. He is, is the, an news. early victim, possibly the original victim. It's fake news. <laughs> So, OK, so the, the story itself, I won't try and do a Tim impression. Um, tempting, though, um, is that, yeah. Uh, Just so, drop some drop some hip hop references and you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Along with the skating, I mean, really, I, I can't. Um, yeah, so they, they it, the warning has come of um, that the was it, they say that the the nadir is going to be sooner uh don't attempt to hold back the tide um says john cahill it's you know the end is nigh or more accurately the the trough is nigh and all great but this this thing which is a great image of you know don't 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 be a reet canute i think is is how we could possibly <laughs> summarize it um <laughs> Yeah, so you know, don't go against the flow. Don't go against the flow is what he's saying, which is great, and we all see the sense of that. It makes perfect sense. But as you and I know, Jess, that was not what King Canute was saying. Absolutely, In fact, he was saying quite the opposite. <laughs> Indeed, he was. He was pointing out that he didn't have, even though he was he was king of of vast territories, England, Denmark, vast bits of the rest of Scandinavia. He did not have power over the tide. That's what he was saying. Yes. Uh, and as we as we noted, it, 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 fake news uh, has beleaguered the poor, the poor monarch ever since. And, and as it happens, my hometown of Gainsborough uh, in Lincolnshire is one of the places that, that lays claim to being the site of uh, King Canute's demonstration. Really? So despite being many miles inland, well, yeah, uh, the story... So- the story goes uh, that uh, King Canute sort of did his thing, uh, pretending to uh, hold back the tidal bore known as the Aegir uh, on the River Trent. So there you go. Very nice. Yeah, Very so nice. I mean, the fact that there has been considerable amounts of development around there does suggest that that the property industry has attempted to do what King Canute advised them <laughs> not to over over a millennia. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. Uh, so there you go. Uh, cut, cutting edge real estate news from the 11th century. I love, love this bit as well about about uh, Canute that um, the the his his domain, the England, Denmark, Norway, mm. most of what we now think of as Sweden, um, that it was called the North Sea Empire, Ooh, which just sounds so one. cool. I mean, it that's does, just, it's got a Game of Thrones ring to it, doesn't it? It really has, hasn't it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> So to, to bring us back up to date uh, for a moment, I, I know I know this week that there was a, a little bit of a hot contest between the two of you to cover the news that the Migration Museum was on the move. There was, yes. <laughs> yeah. I lost. Uh, so, you did lose. So, uh, Akanksha, what is it and, and where is it off to? 
All right. Well, the Migration Museum is now moving to um, a student housing development near Tower Bridge um, from Dominus that have changed their name. So they it have. used to be Dominus with a V, so N-V-S at the end. And now it's Dominance. how you say it. So Dominus with a U, finally. Uh, Makes perfect sense. Thousands of maybe of maybe disappointing to Latin yeah. scholars, but... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Now, our slowly uh, real estate reporters can spell it properly. This is, can somebody send the message to churches as well? Because, <laughs> you know, great band, but it's just so annoying. I, why is it, why do things like that just bug me so much? It's those. And, and the thing with churches is that it insists in showing up in all capital letters in your in your iTunes yes. uh, uh, playlist, which is another yeah. bugbear. Uh, but going back to the Migration Museum, is, is that so, you know, um, play, placing museums uh, in the in the heart of BTR developments? Is that a, is that a new thing or do you, could you see that really being a, a big hook for resi developments? Oh, it's definitely a new thing, but I personally love this um, because the founder of Dominus was Sikpal Singh Alwalia. He's a refugee from uh, Uganda. He came to the country like 50 years ago. Um, yeah, so it's just something that the company really believes in. It's something the founder really um, supports. So they're going to be putting the museum in the first three floors of their new PBSA development. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I'm really looking forward to going there when it's finally installed. It's going to be a 15 million move. And for the first couple of years, Dominus has offered to pay the operational costs of the museum oh, as well. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Very impressive. Yeah. Wish I'd written that story. <laughs> well, that's mine. I got it. And, uh, to, to, cheers, to cheer peers up. Uh, after a week of injury, uh, an insult to the good name of King Canute, and losing out to you or the Dominus story. Yep. Uh, Piers, why don't you tell us about the little bit of, of, of fun stuff you've got in, in, in the heart of the magazine this week? Oh, the nice thing. Yeah. Um, the nice thing. This is, um, this is Human Nature's scheme in Lewis, um, which is a 700 home Little, I mean, it's sort of an urban extension, although Lewis isn't really that urban, so you can't really call it an <laughs> urban extension. It's not really an extension either. It's a sort of a regeneration of a of a old industrial estate. It's called the Phoenix, which is a bit on the nose for a regeneration project. Um, but that is because the industrial estate was called the Phoenix first. So um, Jonathan Smales is the guy behind this. He uh, he he kind of hates that it's called the Phoenix because it does. Everybody always says. Hmm, bit on the nose isn't it <laughs> not my fault um but yeah he's an interesting guy he's uh he's a former greenpeace md um and a sort of a, an urban planning obsessive and a real sort of gatherer of obscurantist interests and um clearly one of the most well-read people you'd ever want to meet um and it all gets sort of combined in this unique crucible of of what they're trying to do and this is just the start. So in the course of talking to him about this project, um, we then got on to talking about what they're doing next. And it's, uh, well, I'll let people read it. It's bigger and better, basically. They they, they want to get big. Um, he's made some bold claims. Um, bold claims about the sustainability of the, uh, of the Lewis scheme. Um, 
bold claims about the future of the business and even bolder claims um, like saying that he wants to be the Patagonia of real estate, which would be great. But I mean, Patagonia are now giving all their profit profits to good causes. So, I mean, that's quite a high claim to to live up to. Um, but, you know, he's if, if anyone can do it, I think, you know, he might just be the guy. He's um, he's got an interesting background. Cool. Marvellous. So people uh, should uh, search that out in the magazine or online uh, to re- read more about those bold claims. OK, should we round uh, the rest of the week up with a quick quiz? Oh, let's. Uh, Piers, would you like to go first or second? Um, no, I can. She can go first. Ladies first. Okay. <laughs> right. The owner of an office block in Oldgate has been forced into applying for a change of use after failing to find a new tenant but what use are they targeting educational it is educational use that's right (laughs) alfred equity's proposal is to turn six vacant floors at one port soken street into classroom and learning space okay peers Uh, what type of land values shrank by nearly 50 percent during the six months to december 2022 according to this week's news because obviously many different types of land values may well have uh, shrunk (laughs) by around about that time but specifically this week uh, what Um, type of land values shrank by nearly 50 percent is it sheds is it industrial it is it is industrial it's down from 2.9 million per acre to 1.5 million per acre on average across the uk according to data from colliers Okay. Yeah. Um, Akanksha. Blank signs new deal at former Hammerson HQ. Can you fill in the blank? Yes. Uh, Eurostar. Uh, it is Eurostar, correct. Uh, slightly suspicious pause, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll like, imagine that you're... intentional delay, just because you know, it's Eurostar, so you have, you have to have a slight delay. Uh, yes, Eurostar has signed a new lease for almost 12,000 square foot at the King's Cross premises, 90 York Way. Okay, Piers. TfL picks blank to back 600,000 square foot of new office space. Uh, nose. This is the pick's nose. No, it's helical. Is... <laughs> Marvellous. Marvellous. Hey. It is. <laughs> it is helical. Uh, chosen as Transport London's preferred investment partner for its central London commercial office portfolio. OK, uh, a slightly different look to the diary page this week as we celebrate the pictures of the week. Uh, Akanksha, who has been hitting the punching bag uh, to get in fighting shape for her new role this week? Our new housing minister, Rachel Madden. Oh, Rachel, Rachel, what was that? Oh, I can't pronounce it. I can't remember her last name, so I guess that's <laughs> half a point. Half a point, Piers. Uh, <laughs> can you fill us in on the uh, pugnacious new housing minister? McLean. Oh. McLean. Hmm. Yes. One of the two, certainly. Yes, uh, I think she's yeah, McLean. But, yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> close. Yeah, this, um, um, that's I, I love that that picture. That's just brilliant. Also, not just because again, this is uh, we're posting this online, aren't we? This this yes. photo is definitely going to be online, right? Yes. If not, you'd have to track it down on Twitter, which is a pain. <laughs> but we'll post it online. Go and have a look at it because it is brilliant. Not only is she punching a punch bag, but also she's dressed like some nineteen thirties adventurer. <laughs> she looks so cool. <laughs> I love this look. I mean, that's that's what housing ministers should be. That's like if 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 she can't tackle the big issues, I, I can only can. assume 
after your su success in, in interviewing Michael Heseltine, Piers, I imagine you, you, you must have put a pitch out to spar with Rachel McLean. If you share a few questions over, over a little bit of... Uh... Well, the, the problem that we're having with the current lot is that we, we've got the pitches in, I've got the pitches in, and they're all like, yes, absolutely, we're, we're going through the, uh, the, the, the diary and the minister will definitely uh, come and talk to you. And, and then they're usually gone by the time... <laughs> I get even close to the <laughs> to seeing them. Um, yeah, so hopefully, you know, hopefully, we'll, we'll, Gove will be there long enough for us to to have an attitude. Um, if Good. not, we'll we'll catch up with him forty years after he resigns or retires. <laughs> uh, and finally, Pierce, to win by a fraction of a point, uh, do you know which iconic former department store in Liverpool is primed for resi conversion? Oh God! I know, I know. A knows. She's smiling. Is, is this one of yours? Is this? Yep, is, 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 uh, oh, I can't remember the name. T.R. Hughes, T.J. Hughes, T.K. Maxx. I mean, I, I, can I press you for one of those as your final answer? T.J. Hughes. Correct. <laughs> ah! pulled it out. It is indeed T.J. Hughes. <laughs> Uh, marvellous well done uh, winning by three points to two and a half points which is no mean feat because Rakancha hasn't dropped a, a fraction of a point for about six appearances on EG like Sunday morning <laughs> so, so well done Piers uh, does that does that make up for everything that you have suffered uh, in in the day do, do you, does your body suddenly feel light and energized <laughs> yeah I, I do you know I do actually in fact I'm thinking I think I might take the girls out skating uh, later on <laughs> sounds like a plan uh so uh i'll be back next week there's no guarantee peers will uh, but uh, uh for those of you at home please do tune in again next time for more eg like sunday morning